on today's episode of Locked On Lightning. The Lightning win a close one, a nail-biter in OT to their cross-state rivals, the Florida Panthers. We talk about the fantastic performance of Andre Vasilevsky. And lastly, we talk about tonight's game against the New York Islanders. All that and more, but first, let's play that music. Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Zanger. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. i like to start off the show by telling you all and thanking you all for making this show your first listen of the day. You guys are all fantastic. Love all of you. The absolute you know, reaction and just the, the reception to the show has continued to been just fantastic. And I want to say thank you, all of you. So on today's show, like I stated, off the cold open, the top of the show, whatever you want to call it. Lightning hard-fought win in OT this past weekend against one of the top teams in the NHL, Florida Panthers, which I like I like that they won the game, but and maybe I'm being a little too selfish here by the outcome, but it I would like to see more regulation wins. Um, you know, it, it's that's this team it this team is talented. This team is still talented. You know, I, I've spoken about this on past episodes. I spoke about it on today's Locked On NHL show with Gil Martin. I said, yes, one of the things that they are missing is Nikita Kucherov. His presence has definitely, the lack there of his presence has been felt. And you could see it on the ice how this team st- still continues to struggle to a certain degree, most notably on the power play, which... <laughs> As I say that, coincidentally enough, they did score a power play goal. So, you know what? Can't really complain with that. But still, I I think this team, they're still talented enough to where they could finish in the top two in the division. But it goes back to the word of the day, consistency. And we haven't seen that quite yet. We haven't seen the Tampa Bay Lightning play a consistent full 60 minutes of hockey throughout the season. I mean, we've seen bits and pieces. We saw that at the end of October when they got on their little three-game winning streak. But really, when you look at it, when you look at the teams against that, I mean, no disrespect towards these teams, but it doesn't take a lot of effort. and it, You don't have to play a full 60 minutes to win 5-1 against Arizona. And the same thing goes for that Buffalo game. Pittsburgh, you know what? That was towards the end of the month where Pittsburgh got off to a hot start. Still think, you know, they were, you, you could see they were starting to come back down to earth at that point, and the lightning caught them on the right, right night of the week. So, you know, that's the thing. We have three wins where they have played a full 60 minutes. And you could go look back at those games and, and make the argument even that, yes, they did not play a full 60 minutes, but still. I think this was probably one of the better games that we have seen performance-wise all around from this team in quite a long time. And I stated on the last episode, and a lot of it spawned from this argument having to do with the fact that one of our listeners tweeted out to the show saying, well, you know what, it's not, they're not doing too bad. They're on pace for 102 wins. I mean, points, excuse me. But the argument could be made, you know, teams lose their steam. I mean... 
you know, you you could be on pace for 102 hot dogs, but you lose steam along the way, you know. So in a hot dog eating contest, so you know, this the same argument could be made there. But I think, and I spoke about this on the last episode, and I firmly believe that this game. When, when the Lightning go out and play against very good teams such as the Florida Panthers, it, it brings out something in them. And you saw it in this game. You saw everybody really collectively come together to and play well. I, I don't think they're really, when you look at all the players on the Lightning, top to bottom, yeah, the plus minus look, might look not as good as you would like it to be for some players. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the stat sheet right now, a lot of plus minuses of a minus one. But still, a lot of these players did a lot of good things off the puck, along the boards, a little bit in the face-off circle here and there. The face-off percentage was still not up to par in this game for the Lightning as a team, only 46%. Something that this team still needs to work on going forward, which I think, like I said, I, I firmly believe that once 86 gets back on the ice, I think you will see... A whole different team you'll see you'll see an uptick in everybody's performance it'll take a lot of pressure off of a lot of players around this team and i think that's what it comes down to but at the same time team needs to go out there as a whole and win games for andre vasileski not not the reverse and that's what we saw in this game we saw really you know vasileski and i'll talk about this in the second segment of the show but vasileski made a great ton of saves out there a couple of which which were game-saving, one in OT and one in the late third. But you saw the Lightning going out there and paying him back for it. Whether it resulted in goals or not, they were creating a lot of chances. And look what happened. They, they, they had eight shots out of 24 from their defensemen. And look how look look what kind of effect that has on this team offensively. Look how much it opens up the ice for the team, especially in the offensive zone and in the neutral zone going down the ice. Because you can't have teams bottlenecking you on the forwards and leaving the, the defensemen open if there if there's a danger there for for scoring. And I spoke about how really the Lightning have gotten away from that style of play in recent games especially this year. And you saw it in this game, Victor Hedman. The reason, other than the fact that it was an opportunistic uh, rebound, he was in the right spot at the right time. Normally in past games, you would have seen him up still at the blue line or maybe around the circle, but guess he was right on the doorstep. And we need to see more of that. And I, and I think that John Cooper has realized that, is that this team is at their most deadly, regardless of who's on the ice, when the defensemen are playing low, playing a little bit more aggressive. You know, you have players low in the slot who are forwards and good enough defensive uh, forwards and two-way defensemen on this team where... You could kind of give up and play a little dangerously and have everybody down aggressive now down by the corners instead of having everybody up by the blue line. And that's really what it's come down to. And you saw it in this game. And and I really hope they come out tonight against the Islanders and do the same exact thing. I think that really what it comes down to, and I have stated this on my show numerous times, and and I stated it before is that really good teams bring out the best in the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
But at the other side of that, if they play a not so good team, sometimes you could see them fighting for their lives out there. And the Lightning playing down to the talent of the opposing team. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that the Islanders are a bad team, but let's 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 call it what it is. They're not as good, remotely good, as the Florida Panthers. But overall, great win. I, I think that this is the kind of win that we will look back if you know they could string together four or five games. In a row, this will this will be the kind of game you look back on and say, this is what kind of started it. This is where the Lightning found their mojo. And you know what a winning streak, all it takes is one. All it takes is one to get a team going. And, you know, a large part of today's game, even though I hate saying this, even though I hate when the Lightning go out there and rely on 88, a large part of this game had to do with Andre Vasilevsky, the brilliance of 88 in that. And just, you know, really... As, as well as the Lightning played, the Lightning skaters played, Vasilevsky really was out there and just, you know, was was the was the captain on ice in terms of just providing energy for this team with big saves in the clutch. So we'll talk about Vasilevsky in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is DirectTV.Stream. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirectTV.Stream brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirectTV Stream. You can learn more at DirectTV.Stream. Stream.com. That's directtv.com. And we are back here on Lockdown Lightning for the second segment, talking about the greatest goalie, not only in the NHL, but in the world. And it's almost a travesty at this point that I have to come out here on every show and campaign for this guy. Because let's be honest with each other here. He has really been robbed of two straight Vezinas. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. And, yeah, you have Connor Halbuck, who has really played his butt off up in Winnipeg. And so, you know, sometimes he has he has overshadowed him. And really that has been, I think, Vasilevsky's adversary in terms of trying to get over that hump. Um, but we, we know that Vazzy, every time he gets snubbed the last couple of years, says, well... I'd rather win a cup than win a Vezina and not win a cup. So if he's all right with that, we're all right with that. <laughs> but this year, I mean, it, it is you haven't seen that same dominance really on the ice, even though the numbers do show an uptick in his performance through 11 games played this year. He's 6-2-3 and three, uh, with a save percentage of 9-2-1. Goals against average is 2.31. That 2.31 is actually second lowest right now that he's ever had in a season of his career. Let's all take that with a grain of salt, given it that it's only through 11 games. But really, you're starting to see Vazzy play a lot looser up there, out there. And you saw it in this game against Florida where... You don't see him commit too much. You don't. You, you you see him really. His positioning was phenomenal in this game. Even though he gave up two goals, uh, one of which was a deflection, he still 
he, he you're starting to see him in Vezina form. And you're starting to see him go out there and really just react. You know, other times early in the season, you've seen him kind of, you could tell in his movements, if you've watched him long enough, you could kind of distinguish between him when he is thinking about a move and when he's just reacting and relying on his skill. And in this game was all skill. And really, that's what the Lightning need and and vice versa. What Vasilevsky needs is is really what it comes down to. If Vasilevsky could get going, this team will be a lot more comfortable. But at the same time, this team also has to get going for him to get comfortable. So it, it's it's a catch twenty two. And and but really in this game, he like I said, fantastic. Saved twenty six of twenty eight shots. Save percentage of nine two nine. Once again, had to make a great save in OT for them to that resulted in the the Braden Point goal uh, later on to win the game. Obviously, and. My, I'm, I'm very curious as to, you know, because we, we spoke about in the earlier earlier in the season and this has kind of been the theme. And I feel like at some point we're going to have to really start to to really make it be known and vocalize it. And Coach Cooper is going to have to address it at some point, because remember, the Olympics will be upon us in no time. And Vasilevsky, yes, he's 27. He's still young. You could really theoretically start him probably 70 games this year if you really wanted to. I I think in a non-Olympic year, I think really, yes, he's played a lot of games over the last year and a half, playoff games and all that. But really, he's still in the prime of his year of his career where his body could take it. And yes, the I'm 100 percent sure in the Olympics, Russia will ride him. Uh, I, I believe him mixed with with Ovi and, and a, that slew of other Russian players. They're really going to try and go for it because uh, they do have the roster this year. And we'll talk about the Olympics as that gets closer, uh, because, you know, if if Cooch is ready to go by then, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the team, if he actually plays, because we both know he's already on the team. But I'm curious as to the lightning side of things, if there's going to be any sort of management in terms of his starts, no, we, we've we've seen, it, and, and I kind of tried to allude it, allude to it last year because of the the back to back, the frequency of games that the Lightning had, and I I stated last year. If you were listening to us last year, go ahead and listen to it. Uh, I believe it was probably one of the early season episodes. But I kind of threw out the idea of resting guys just for the sake of giving them a night off, not because they're tired. And obviously, we have seen this in the NBA. But is there any point this season that we see that with Vasilevsky and we see probably Brian Elliott get let out of the barn a little bit more times than we probably would have seen in a non-Olympic year, as well as the circumstances that we have seen that we have had over the last couple of seasons? But at the same time, is there a point where Coach Cooper says to himself, he is playing incredible in that there is no way I could take him out. I got to leave him in and just ride him. But therein lies the other issue is that you don't want to burn him out for the playoffs. So I'm curious as to what a good number is for Vasilevsky. Now, I predicted probably 60, 65 starts. Uh, his career, his career for uh, 
starts in a season is 64. So he's done it before and he's been successful. That year he he went 44 and 17 and 3 with a save percentage of 920 and a goals against average of 2.62, finished third in the Vezina Trophy conversation that year. He was 23. So he's very capable of performing in that many games, but I think that really I don't know. I think you just have to play it week to week. I think you just really, as the coach, if Coach Cooper is really looking at this, and I'm sure he's not, this isn't something that he's been thinking of really on a day-to-day basis. I think he's just going out there, looking at what Vasilevsky has done in practice, what he's done on the ice during games, and just seeing, like after a performance like this, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays out the rest of the month. And at the same time, you also have to realize, you know, like I said, the the Olympics will be upon us in no time. But at the same time, you got to play him while you can. You know, maybe maybe playing him too much now will allow him to get some rest during the Olympics. Russia, you know, you gotta you gotta admit, you you gotta look at it this way. Russia is gonna be play, it's gonna be carrying three goalies, so you know, and I'm sure. Cooper will will have a conversation with the coach of Russia and the Russia Federation officials of the and, and say, listen, don't burn him out. You could play him, obviously. But they don't have a back to back for the rest of this month. So why not go out there? But at the same time, you also have to balance it with Elliot, because if you don't, you know, you don't want your backup getting cold. And Looking at the schedule for the rest of the month, though, I, I look at it and I say, I don't know where you could fit Elliot in. Maybe other than that Devils game on Saturday after, you know, a, a, two days after playing Philly. You know, do you play Elliot there? Then again, you do have a back-to-back, excuse me. You play the Devils on the 20th and then you play Minnesota on the 21st. But once you, you have almost 12 hours, a little under 12 hours between games game starts so really do you look at this and say if Vasilevsky goes out there and pitches a shutout against the Devils do you throw him out there from Minnesota or do you throw out Elliott for the second leg it's a very interesting conversation to have just because you have a yet like I said you've had a goaltender in the prime of his career you know he's not up to the point yet where really you have to worry about the toll on his body at hindering his performance. And he's the best goalie in the world. But I, I think that with Vasilevsky, the more games he plays, the better he gets. And like I said, it, it brings in the conversation as to, you know, how much is too much before you burn a guy out. We, we'll we'll, we'll walk, keep an eye on Vasilevsky, but I said he was absolutely nailed in the other night, I, I think by far, regardless of the numbers, just looking at how he was on the ice, the way he was making saves, the way he was controlling rebounds, I think it was one of the best games he's had all year until he throws a shutout. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to talk about Andre Vasilevsky because this is a this is a conversation I do want to stick a pin in for for the foreseeable future because I'm very curious how how much of a leash he's going to have this year and and I see I, I've seen on Twitter with some some people kind of the the opinion is different to a certain degree maybe by five or ten games but it, it really is something when you look at it uh, 
you know, that could very well determine where the Lightning finish to a certain degree. So we'll talk about that as the season goes on. And I'm going to preview tonight's game against the Islanders in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about one of our last sponsors, our last sponsor of the day, who is one of our old sponsors, oldest sponsors that we've had here on the show, OG, the OG sponsor, and that is Bill Bar. I love Thanksgiving. I don't love the food. I don't really, I'm not a turkey guy, but I do love the desserts. I really do love the dessert. I mean, who doesn't love a good dessert, whether it's cheesecake or, or pie? I'm a big blueberry pie fan. But what if you don't want to have all that? What if you don't want to have, you know, you've already had all the stuffing, the squash, the turkey. You just want to have a little something to hold you over for the rest of the night. Well, that is where Bill Bar comes into play. That's where you reach for the Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bilt Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Bilt Bar. Or go to a raspberry Bilt Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Bilt Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go ahead and get yourself a Bilt Bar or two. And, and the best part is about that, share them at family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Get the t-shirt gun out, throw some Bilt Bars in there, shoot them at your cousins so everybody has something to munch on while they're waiting for grandma to finish up that turkey that she's been cooking for the last 12 hours. And there's new surprises all month with Bilt Bar. That's the best thing about it. Limited time flavors are arriving at Bilt.com regularly, so check the site often. And don't forget, with Black Friday coming up, you got a market calendar. Black Friday will have a huge event with all sorts of surprises. But in the meantime, go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. And I'm back here for the last segment and the wrap-up of today's episode, talking about the New York Islanders, who the Tampa Bay Lightning, we are no stranger to the New York Islanders. If you've been following the team for the last couple of years, you know the Lightning have ran into the New York Islanders in the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row. Obviously, the Lightning coming up victorious in both matchups. The New York Islanders come into tonight's game with a record of 5-4-2 with 12 points sitting at the bottom of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, That just has to do with the fact that they haven't played as many games. So I'm sure that that record will, you know, not not a bad record to start the season. Like I said, they just haven't played as many games as the Lightning have. They do come in tonight's game, losers of their last two. So the Lightning have a chance to not only build off a win, but beat up on a team that is kind of struggling right now. And I've said this about the Islanders, the last two Eastern Conference Finals matchups, and I still say this to this day, is that their biggest problem and where the Lightning could exploit this is they don't have a go-to guy to put up goals. Yes, they have Brock Nelson. They have Matt Barzal. But you don't have a guy who could come out for you on a nightly basis to score goals. You don't have a, to compare it to the Lightnings, you don't have a Braden Point. You don't have a Steven Stamkos type player out there. You don't have 
when he's on the ice, a Nikita Kucherov. They don't have that. And that has really been their biggest Achilles heel for the last two seasons. They play very good defense, as we all know. And that's really what they're probably going to do coming into this. They're going to come in bottleneck you in the neutral zone just wear you down along the boards and strike when when the time is right when the opportunity arises and so to kind of mirror this off a past opponent that the lightning have had thus far this year i look at them as kind of like the buffalo sabers same style in terms of just more so just doing all the right things on defense uh the, the, the New York Islanders do not give up a lot of goals, only 2.5, 2.5. That's sixth in the NHL. So, and, and like I've stated before, the, and kind of in the offseason, and I've, I've spoken with Locked On Islanders host Gil Martin, who I was actually on the, on the uh, Locked On NHL national show this morning. We were talking about that off camera just a little bit. But they have two very good goaltenders, and they have they could beat you with either one on either night. Ilya Sorokin, the new goaltender, the new rookie who is really starting to blossom into one of the top young goaltenders in the league. And then we have a, another goaltender who we're all familiar with who has been hurt. And we haven't he hasn't really played a whole lot this year. And that's Semyon Varlamov. So and his his numbers don't really look too good either. But still, I, I think they're going to roll out Sorokin tonight with Vasilevsky being in net for the Lightning. I think this is going to be just the battle of the goaltenders. And I think what the Lightning are going to have to do, which I pretty much always say in a situation like that, like this, or even on any given day of the week, anytime the Lightning play a game, is that they have to jump on this team within the first five minutes. Don't let them get comfortable. Don't let them set up set up sequences. Don't let don't let them get comfortable. You have to win face-offs, win puck possession, fight them along the board, take the fight to them. And that's what it comes down to. But don't get Sorok- don't allow Sororkin to get comfortable. That that is why the Lightning need to pepper him with shots early on. So look for that. I, I fully expect the Lightning to be flying within the first five minutes. Don't allow, don't allow a team like this who we have seen them couple of times over the lat in last year's Eastern Conference Finals where they tried to skate with the Lightning and for the most part they did a better job with that but they're not that team this year I still think they're going to rely on their defense and I think the Lightning need to expose that defense and put them in very compromising uh situations and what that entails more so is creating traffic early on setting up letting the d-men take shots through traffic let it ping pong its way off defenders do not let sorokin get a clear view okay set up stamp coast for one-timers that it's the this the formula is there the players are there like i've always said since the day that kucherov got hurt a couple weeks ago this is still a very good team. And that they have a clear-cut formula for success. And especially in a situation like this where you're not facing a team who's exactly throwing up a ton of goals a game. Take the fight to them. Don't let this turn into a 2-1 game or a game that that it gets, you know, you lose it in regulation and then you have to go to overtime. Don't don't let it turn into that. And certainly don't let it turn into a game where it goes to a shootout because as one of the biggest biggest adversaries of the shootout, I I mean I am just 
I, I really am not a fan of the shootout. I think there's a good number of people that would agree with me. Yes, your goaltender has to be somewhat good, and you have to have, you know, for for players like Kucherov, Stamkos, Sorelli, Point, guys who are very good handling the puck. That's the kind of that's the kind of players and the kind of formula where you could go into a shootout and be able to to win that base off your players. But at the same time, why why let it go to that point? Why not win a game in regulation? Because winning a game in regulation can make all the difference between just getting things going and, and getting a real big providing a big spark to your team in the long term. So really this is this is a game where the Lightning have to win in regulation. I think that you have a prime opportunity, as there ever was one early on in the season, such as this, where you have a goaltender who's starting to get hot in net, such as Andre Vasilevsky, and you have a team that doesn't score a lot. So go out there, jump on them early, don't let them play their game, and go out there and score a bunch of goals. Win in regulation, go home, then you have a couple of days before you have to play the Flyers. So... We'll be back tomorrow, maybe tonight. We'll see. We'll see how crazy this game gets tonight because I will assure you, since these two teams do know each other very well, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some fireworks in tonight's show. I mean, tonight's game. So keep an eye out for maybe a post-game recap here or there. In the meantime, please go ahead and follow us on our social media pages, LO underscore lightning on Twitter and locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Please give me a follow on Twitter at dankydank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Love hearing from all of you, all the great reception that I've had from all of you. It's fantastic. Uh, I love hearing from all of you, your your ideas and your opinions about the game as well as the team. Love it. Go on iTunes and Spotify and subscribe as well as everywhere else. If they if you're on a platform, they provide podcast. We are there. So go ahead and like and subscribe. If you follow us on an app-based app podcast, uh, platform go ahead and turn on those notifications so as soon as the new episode drops you will be notified and don't forget the don't forget to hit that download and also give us a review five star review love it keep doing it if you want to give me a bad review throw it in my dms so in the meantime uh until the next episode if either tonight remember either tonight i'll probably do a little recap just because there will definitely be a lot of fireworks in tonight's game as well as we'll be back tomorrow as well for a full recap so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you in the next one 